Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. <laughs> Man, what's going on? What's up? Man, this has been a crazy week, man, with the draft and you know the USFL, man, week three. It's it's been it's been a groovy, it's been a groovy yeah. weekend, man, for sports, especially football. Yeah. Uh, you know, just give a little rundown. Uh well give me your opinions on the draft, on your your opinion on the draft and what you think about uh, it? Well, you know, this one, I, you know, I, I, w- I was reading a little bit about it, and it just just as just like a general, you know, it sounded like the ratings for the, for just watching it weren't that on TV, just weren't that great this year. And that's probably due to the fact that, <coughs> sorry, the they were just not the quarterbacks this year weren't that great, you know. But um, and there really weren't any like major stars, you know. Like usually there's like a Cam or you know a Tim Tebow or you know everybody wants to see where you know Johnny Manziel goes or you know. This year didn't really have that, um, but no. there was a there was a lot of depth in in this one. There may may not have necessarily been a lot of like top level, you know, like the, you know, but you know, there was a there was a lot of value in like round two, three four, you know, even even into the like last, you know, few rounds, you know, there was a lot of value. You know, so the 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 these and if the teams this year, they're gonna make their money off the, you know, in, in those middle rounds. You know. Oh yeah, I you know, I, I agree with you on that. Um you know, just I'm before I give you my opinion, I'm gonna run down the f- top five picks right now, and then we'll go through. Mm-hmm. You know, we're gonna do the top 32 real quick. But uh, Jacksonville, you know, drafted Trayvon Walker, and you know, we've yeah. said previously on our podcast that you know that's your guy. You, you have a guy that was at the time, you know, floating low, late to 
you know, late fourth, fifth round to yeah. all of a sudden he just explodes with that, you know, four yeah. five forty time as a yeah. defensive end. And he's up to a first, he's number one pick now. Yeah. And, you know, that that's, and you have your guy like Aiden Hutchinson who got drafted to the lines number two, you know, he was a second overall pick, but it's a, you know, to me, this draft was a, uh, you know, it was more of a lineman friendly draft. You know, it was like oh, almost yeah. every team, you know, had you had a lot of linemen retiring, you know, and stuff like that, or, you yeah. know, or out with injuries and, you know, that they're not sure they're going to be able to be able to start. And you need those top mm-hmm. players to come back, you know, to, to sign and to be able to mm-hmm. play right off the bat. Um, now, you know, is Jacksonville Jaguars. Do we see Trayvon Walker getting, you know, playing time like, you know, versus a quarterback like Trevor Lawrence just coming in day one and getting a start? You know, that, 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 I'm pretty sure that will happen. Uh, cause he's a, yeah. he's a very huge factor just yeah. coming into Jacksonville. You know, uh, I'm not going to say that they're a Super Bowl team yet, but, you know, that they keep piecing together their defense and offense. They're going to have some good, uh, some good seasons, you know, good winning records. Yeah. Uh, same with Detroit, you know, they, 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 they missed a, uh, they let their quarterback go to, uh, you know, they, they lost Matthew Stafford to the, uh, Rams. Rams yeah. Um, so that's a, yeah. So that's a, you know, by adding a big defensive guy, you know, their, their offenses has always been mediocre. Uh, in other words, you know, they have their ups and lows, but, you know, just like every other team. But uh, yeah. I think that's a good factor for the good addition to them was Aiden Hutchin, you know, at defensive end. Uh, and then number three, and this is the key team that I think uh, if I had to grade, you know, the, out of the 32 teams, I think the Texans got an A-plus, you know, because they've, they've drafted, yeah. you know, multiple elite players coming into the draft, you know. They signed Derek Stingley Jr. from LSU, cornerback. Uh, New York Jets got Sauce Gardner from uh, Cincinnati, who hasn't allowed a touchdown all, you know, thrown on him. Yeah, that's impressive. You know, New York Giants got, and to round out the top five, New York Giants got uh, Kayvon Thibodeau from Oregon. Um, (laughs) I, I was shocked that he went at top five. Um, I think that injury to the beginning of the season really set him back a little bit, but I think he could have went higher if it wasn't for the injury. But I think what he said, um, in an interview one day about, you know, what he said about Alabama talking about, he could have went to Alabama, but he wanted, uh, he wanted an academic education as well. Yeah. And he said he couldn't get, he couldn't get it at Alabama, you know, and I felt like that was a, you know, disrespectful comment that he made. He should never made it. Um, let me see another, you know, then the Giants, you know, the Panthers drafted uh, Akeem Iquanu, offensive tackle on uh, North Carolina State. You know, we didn't even know who he was, um, you know, which was back to watching his highlight. I went back uh, after the draft night and the scene of some of the film and, you know, he, he was overall – an outstanding offensive tackle. And I think he's going to make the Panthers going to be a good addition for the Panthers. Um, Mm -hmm. My surprisingly Evan Neal 
was picked drafted at number seven by the Giants. Uh, you know, I shocked me, you know, but at the same time, I wasn't expecting him to be that high, you know, with him not participating in the 40 or any of the most of the workouts at the draft. I mean, combine, you know, I figured he would have went, you know, 20s, 30s, somewhere around that close to the end. But, you know, I figured he would have been at least a sec first, late first round, you know, early second round pick. Number eight, Drake London was drafted by the Falcons, wide receiver, USC. Number nine, Seattle Seahawks drafted Chris uh, Charles Cross, offensive tackle, Mississippi State. And finishing the top ten, you had New York Jets drafted Garrett Wilson, wide receiver, Ohio State. You know, top ten, you had one, two, three, four, five. You, you had five offensive players and five defensive players. You know, and you only had one, two, two skill players offensively. But that, you know, that's just going to round out the top 10 right there. Um, you know, which is, you know, I thought the draft was huge for the Texans. Um, you know, Georgia, obviously, they, you know, being, you know, defending national champs coming into the season, you know, they had a lot of great talent get drafted in the first round. Uh, you know, Jordan Davis, he went lower than what I expected, but, you know, he, yeah. he was drafted to the Eagles. And um, yeah, that's a, you know, and the Kobe Dean, I figured he would have went a little earlier, but he, he was. He fell way late. down. That was a little um, weird about that. I thought that was weird. Well, I think he well, his stock went down whenever he came out publicly about a um um uh, what you call it a uh, bicep strain and uh, oh really yeah we we had a uh, you know I heard I read an article about he had a, he came out with a bicep strain but um, you know so it kind of limited him to his uh, combine potential but he's a he's know, a overall, little undersized too. So that's another thing yeah, that kind of goes against him. To be an him. NFL linebacker, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but, you know. We are, uh, you know, it's a it's one of those things that, you know, he could probably go in and probably be – he could probably be – put some weight on, probably be a defensive end, you know, uh, with yeah. the speed. But linebacker, you got some big boys running up the middle to – you know, and and then I say that, but you got Malcolm Jenkins. Jenkins, you know, he wasn't that big either, and you know he he sealed the deal back in uh for that Super Bowl, you know, championship game against uh, Seahawks. You know, when Russell threw the interception in the, at the goal line, you know, Malcolm Jenkins, uh, you know, intercepted, and so oh yeah, you know, Matt Butler, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 Malcolm yeah, Butler, my bad, uh, yeah. But, you know, both real good players, you know. Um, But, you know, know, you're talking about the draft, man. You want want somebody big, you know, if you're you're like, if you're going up against the Texans and, you know, you got to meet Derrick Henry, you know. Derrick Henry plays for the Titans. Do what? Derrick Henry plays for the Titans. Yeah, no, I'm saying, though, like, if you want – 
mentioning uh, Nakobe Dean being undersized, you know, you want somebody, you know, if you're going up against a team like the um, like the Titans, you know, that's got a, you know, you you meet Derrick Henry in the hole, you know, you want somebody that's going to, you know, get into the ground. Oh yeah, you, you know? definitely, uh, you definitely want you to, you want somebody to be able to, you know, hit him, you know. Uh, but not just hit him. You want to be able to take him to the ground. You don't want to be able to hit him and be like a bug on a car windshield and just knock him off. You know, it just knocks off. But, uh, you know, you got a lot of, you know, this draft had a lot of, I think under, well, a lot of under, yeah, underrated talent that went past the first round, you know, that could be first round, you know, talent. Uh, you know, uh, what was your biggest, um, what was your biggest surprise in the whole entire in, in the draft? Um, well, so we've already kind of talked about Nakobe Dean. He fell or or him yeah, him falling to where he did. Uh also, and it killed me watching it happen because I'm a because I'm a Patriots fan. I I don't know what they were thinking. Uh, you know, I'm going to trust Bill Belichick cuz he's cuz he's awesome. But yeah. this draft for the Patriots, oh. It, it was rough, okay? For one, they I they reached like probably this they 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 I can't even think of the dude's neck. Curtis Strange, I think is what his name was. Um, the offensive lineman. It, most people thought he was going to be like a third, like maybe a second or third rounder, you know. Yeah. And the they swore up and the Patriots swore up and down that he was that they didn't think he was going to be there much later. Um, you you know, I don't know. Um, also. I want to give a quick shout out, and I hate that he went there, but I'm happy for him. And that's the wide receiver from South Alabama. Go Jags, <laughs> Talbert. Yes, got drafted. Man. Got drafted to the Cowboys. Yes, and, you, know, and, you know, I'm a little salty about that. Okay, well, I, but I am happy. That will make three Jag former Jaguars. Um, in the league after uh, Gerald Everett and Jeremy Reeves. Um, but uh, also, I, I wrote a couple, a couple of notes down. The Lions, we, we kind of touched on them. You kind of touched on them a little bit. They had a pretty darn good draft, okay? And it's a shame that they had to get rid of um, Matthew Stafford. But without, but if they still had those picks, or if they still had Matthew Stafford, they wouldn't have been able to. They wouldn't have had the picks to, you know, for this draft. But you already mentioned Aiden Hutchinson, Hutchinson, okay, who is just, by all accounts, is just a phenomenal, you know, player. And anytime you have like a defensive end that gets that gets that many Heisman votes. You know, they're usually going to be big, good. You know, obviously they're going to be a good college player, 
but could be a really good NFL player too. It's just something about it, you know. Yes. And um, I mean, you look at other players that uh, you know, other defensive players that got you know votes and the you know Heisman drafts or Heisman votes, you know, like uh, I'm gonna butcher his name, so I'm gonna say Sue from Nebraska, Ngomna, whatever his name is, I don't know. Um, but they also got Jamison Williams, okay, and from wide receiver from Alabama, okay, who's a really good player, got hurt. You know, if, if Alabama would have had him for that national championship game, they probably would have beat Georgia. I, you know, I'm just going to throw that out there. Uh, we started the podcast too late to be able to talk about that game. But, uh, you know, pairing pairing uh, him with – they already have a guy named Amon Ross St. Brown, all right, who is a – who is yes. another phenomenal wide young wide receiver too? Okay, you know Jared Goff has some weapons. I think they still have, if I'm not mistaken, they still have DeAndre Swift. Yeah, I think a, so. Uh, running back from he played you know at Georgia, uh, within the past three years or something. I think maybe the year before last, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah, I think another he got really drafted good, eighteen. Probably it, it's it's been within the past three years, um, so the Lions, you know, I think the Lions had a good draft. All right, uh, j- just one yeah. more team that I that I think had a good draft. That's the Ravens. We've already you already mentioned the Texans. Oh, yeah. I agree with everything, but the Ravens, you know, they they addressed really kind of everything that they needed to. All right, they had to replace a center. Because uh, 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 Bozeman, used to play for Alabama, left in free agency. Um, they got a center in the draft. All right. Uh, their pass defense is atrocious. Well, they just drafted Kyle Hamilton, safety from Notre Dame. All right. Yep. That everybody, that a lot of people like too. Um, and they also got a couple of uh, defensive linemen that fell. I can't remember their names. I'll, uh, what's one of the names? I can't remember what the names are. That a lot of people thought might have been, you know, borderline first round talent that they were able to get in the second uh, round um, and third round too. So I, I think the Ravens, you know, and. and the Ravens are a solid organization. You know, they, you know, they draft well, they, you know, you know, they, you know, are really good at developing their talent that I, they draft, you know, that they bring in. Um, so, you know, that's another you know, thing. And, that's and, another team that I have. You know, and to add on to your, you know, about the Ravens, the Ravens have always been, ever since 2012, they've always been in contention for at least a yeah. wild card seed of the playoffs, um, except for minus one or two seasons when Ray Rice uh, was going through that stuff. You know, they had a little downhill yeah. on that. But after that, well, ever since they drafted, especially since they drafted Lamar uh, Lamar Jackson, uh, yeah. 
you know, that kid, he's got a lot of leadership skills, you know, because last year I thought they wouldn't go as deep as they did, but, you know, they was in contention. And I feel like the Ravens are just a – they're a unique team because, you know, all they need is the chemistry. And as long as they got – once they get that chemistry, they'll be mm-hmm. your next Kansas City Chiefs. You know, they have the quarterback, be. you know, with the legs and, the, you know, can throw – um, you know, but I just calculated it and, you know, a, a surprising amount. There was 17 out of 32 uh, players that got drafted uh, in the first round. 17 were defensive players. So that's almost half. That's, that's a little over half of the first round was defensive players, you know, yeah. and, you know, and before we get on, you know, while we're talking about the draft, you know, I'm glad you brought up uh, Jalen, you know, Jalen Talbert being drafted to the Cowboys. I'm kind of glad they needed a, you know, another receiver, you know, to replace Cooper for the Cowboys, yep. you know. Yeah, I'm kind of happy to be being a Cowboys fan. But, you know, the what really shocked me, and, you know, this is coming from, you know, our little small – you know, hometown area, you know, down here in South Alabama. Mm-hmm. I think I've seen the statistics where it was 16 players from Baldwin and Mobile counties that are being – that had the opportunity to be drafted, you know, by an NFL team. Yeah. And, you know, and to – you had two boys from uh, Saraland High School, uh, Velas Jones Jr., receiver for Tennessee. And you had uh, – the feral kid from LSU, Sarah Land, uh, Jalen Talbert, he went to uh, McGill Tulin, I believe. And there was a handful of others that, you know, had the opportunity. Uh, McCreary from Auburn played at Williamson. Mm-hmm. And, man, it's, you know, being able to, you know, look back and, you know, these kids are younger than – most of them are younger than me, or roughly around your age. You know, they – they're going up to the next step, you know, and, um, you know, for them to represent, you know, the state of Alabama, you know, and their colleges, their respective colleges they went to, um, you know, and this is going to transition over from NFL to college real quick. You know, what, what is the, uh, the big, the, like, what, what's your opinion on the, what's your opinion on the, how the, you know, SEC schools, or recruiting in, in our region, these, you know, here the past few seasons, you know, they have a lot of people, you know, a lot of them's recruiting down here. Um, and I, I, you know, before you give me your opinion, you know, with me being with Icon Sports Southeast, uh, you know, I could see a lot of kids, you know, come up through high school and make that transition from high school to college, you know, and, it's, I'm excited to see, you know, that when they transition from going to a freshman in college to, you know, potentially going to the draft, you know, I, I'm excited to yeah. see who makes it and who, you know, or who's trying their best to make it and stuff like that. Uh, you know, that's a very, you know, there's a, a lot of opportunity for these kids, you know. Uh, but what, what's your opinion on, you know, I don't know if you've noticed it, but the SEC has been recruiting a little more down here, you know, yeah. and – you got South Alabama, which is in the Sun Belt Conference. You know they you you rarely see them, you know, 
pull kids from our play, you know, pull kids from, yeah. you know, neighboring schools. You know, you got schools within five, ten minutes of one another from South Alabama's campus. You know, why why go out? You know, you put you could put South Alabama, and this is not, you know, running them into the ground or bad, you know, giving them a bad name, but you could take South and they could recruit from, you know, their little I'm calling it a nugget, you know, down there in South, yeah. you know, in St. Paul's, Williamson, all that area versus to, you know, you take Jalen Talbert, he come from McGill Tulin. Well, he might have just wanted to stay home, you know, but you have teams like Alabama, Auburn, you know, the SEC schools that are putting them out, you know, putting in NFL players from our region out like it's, you know, paper in a copy machine. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, What's your opinion on that? Um, well, so a couple of things, you know. I think, you know, and, and this isn't so much of a, you know, um, sportsy, you know, and you know, at least this part of my answer will be, but you know, especially Baldwin County is absolutely exploding. You know, and so that's bringing in, you know, with, with, you know, people moving in and, you know, that's just more players, you know. But then, too, you know, a lot of these programs and, and, you know, I'm going to shout out my alma mater here for a minute, Baldwin County High School. All right. You look at a place like that where where I was there. This is and and by the way, this doesn't even just apply to. SEC, this is really just, you know, everywhere, you know, all, all the, you know, different conferences and whatnot, you know, not even necessarily FBS too. Uh, but, you know, a lot of these schools in the area, you know, that, you know, maybe, you know, in, in recent, you know, history, they haven't necessarily been the strongest. Okay. But, you know, now all of a sudden, I mean, you look at you look at a program like, uh, you know, and, and I'll, I'll, I'll just stick with the, you know, Baldwin County, you know, high school, uh, you know, example. This past year, we just won like we hadn't won a single playoff game. And, you know, we hadn't even been to the playoffs in, you know, forever. You know, it seems like whenever I was there, you know, graduated in 2014, I, you know, I could probably count on one hand the amount of games they had won the f- entire four, you know, years I was there. And then, you know, you turn around and now, you know, they won. Uh, I think they won a couple of uh, playoff games and then ended up going and, you know, barely losing to another t- – I can't remember, Northport maybe from Tuscaloosa, I, I think. The team that they and, played, but, I believe, went on and won state that uh, last year. And they was only a two-point conversion away. It was a two-point conversion away from actually winning the game uh, to go ahead by one. And mm-hmm. it's just, it was a rough playing field. You know, the ball was wet. It was raining that, that night. Uh, just, to, you know, he, he, couldn't, mm-hmm. he couldn't complete the pass. Uh, yeah. But, you know, that, that's and, – and we talked about it in our previous podcast when we first started up, you know, yeah. it, it – we know you start teams by, you know, one to in order to have a, we talk about it all the time, but Icon Sports Southeast, 
you got to have, you know, your fundamentals. You got to have your skill and you got to have talent, you know, your skill and talent. And then you got to have, you know, leadership. Well, it starts not, it doesn't just start with the players and coaches. You know, it branches off. You got to have players, you know, willing to, instead of, you know, put their difference aside and sit there and say, okay, here's the deal. You want to win? You want to win a ring just as bad as I do. All right. Let's put the ring on the back burner. Let's win games. Let's go each week. And I'm what I'm about to do is fishing them lead into the USFL is what I'm fishing to talk about. Um, the the high school players and the coaches nowadays are taking each week as if they're zero and zero, like they had never won a game. And they're playing as if they're trying to be one and oh. Okay. You take that mentality and you put that against, okay, your biggest opponent. You know, when you show up, they put their pads on just like you do. They put their pants on just like you do. They tie their cleats just like mm-hmm. you do. And you get that mentality and it makes a difference. And coming up, when I was in high school, coming up, you know, we had that mentality, but we didn't have the mentality like they have now. A lot of kids could be the smallest school in uh, – give you example. I've been there and visit them. Uh, Central Hainville, Coach uh, Michael Perry Jr. up there. Dude, he has that program heading in the right direction. Uh, you know, I've seen a group of kids. They fight. They fought, a, fought hard in every game they played. You know, well-coached kids. And, but it also goes from the community support. You know, you got to have a good community fan base – you know, without community support, a team ain't got nothing to do. If you're not there supporting them, mm-hmm. you know, you should have a packed out crowd regardless of your record. If you want to support that school and, and then you want to blame the coach and you want to blame the players that they're not good enough, well, maybe if, if they had fans to show the support towards the players, that will give the players the morale boost that they need yeah. each and every Friday, you know, in and out every each every Friday night of football season. But, you know, this leading to the, you know, USFL league, um, I know we to jump a subject, but what made me bring that up is Birmingham Stallions quarterback uh, actually started the season backup quarterback. uh, Let me get his name real quick. But uh, Jamar, he, he is a, you know, phenomenal leader. He's a, you know, when I first got, he came in, um, you know, when he first came in and he was like, okay, here's the deal. I'm going to take over the backup quarterback spot. Mm-hmm. The starting quarterback got hurt with an ankle injury first. I think it was at half before halftime. And, um, and like I said, I've been following him. You know, I've been following it. Every time I get a chance, I watch it. Uh, they was down 21 to three at halftime. And Jamar come out. I'm telling man, Mason, he come out and he led that team. And I'm not talking about he put that team on his back. And I mean, he yeah, he made some turnovers, like he threw it to a receiver and his receiver tipped it and it was an interception. Uh, but he rallied the defense. He was on the sideline talking to the defense of players that was coming in, you know, substituting. And, you know, it 
to see a quarterback, a backup quarterback take over the team and lead them to victory like he did was phenomenal. You know, it was amazing. And you have, you know, take him over to, you know, week two. Uh, they played Houston, uh, the Houston Gamblers. And same way, he led the team. They was down at four in the fourth quarter, and he he just led them, you know, led them to victory again. And as of last night, Birmingham Stallions is sitting in the U.S. on top of the USFL at the moment, uh, undefeated. They're the only undefeated team. And, you know, that, I, that was the team I picked. Um, it was came, came down between them and uh, the New Orleans Breakers, you know, um, which were three weeks into the season. Um, so that's good. You know, they're not shutting us down. Uh, you know, I, I hope and pray they keep going and keep playing. That gives us football 24-7. Um, and, I mean, who wouldn't want football 24-7, you yeah. know? And that's, you know, you take a quarterback, you know, they was down uh, – New Orleans Breakers, they got one of the best defense in the USFL, you know, out of both the North and the South region. And they – I I see those two, if they weren't in the same region, I would see them playing for the championship game at the end of the season. That's just how good the the Breakers and, the, you know, the Breakers really are. And yeah. – but, you know, Jamar, he led the – he led the Stallions back to uh, another victory. And, you know, but I, I I feel like they're the type of team, the Stallions are the type of team, Mason, that if they get to – if they get behind by, you know, three or four touchdowns, they're not coming back. They're not going to come back. You know, they might come within a touchdown, but they're not going to pull it off. But it's, you know, it's the USFL is one of those leagues that, you know, and I thought, you know, I talked that they could be an affiliate program you know, I, honestly, I feel like if we could get, you know, if they can get more teams, they can make it a league themselves. You know, that could be a, you know, something that they can do on their own if they wanted to, you know, yeah. and like especially like spring football, you know, it won't be the NFL. You won't ever replace the NFL, but it'd be something that you can, you know. Yeah. It, it'd be like an off brand of the NFL, you know. Yeah. You know, I was surprised or pleasantly surprised. You know, I haven't gotten to watch as much as much of it as I wanted to. Um, the quality of football has been pretty darn good, though, you know, given that these are, you know, like, you know, these rosters are made up of basically like, you know, training camp, you know, NFL guys at the moment, you know. The football's been pretty darn good, and, and you know, I, I watched the you know the opening game, um, and you know I, I I you know I don't think we've talked about it, but uh, you know I I don't remember which team the Birmingham uh, was one of them. I don't remember might have been New Jersey. I don't remember who they were playing though. But uh, yeah, if it was their first play of the game was like a forty-yard completion, all right, and you know the drive. In, I don't know if you saw that or not. It's that's been you know a minute ago, but uh, you know I, I was I was pleasantly surprised. I said, yeah, okay, it's 
you know, these teams are, you know, they're going at it. And they, you know, it, it wasn't like a, it, it wasn't like a perfect, like, you know, pitch and catch, you know, it was, uh, you know, I'm just going to throw it up, you know, and you no, know, you need to go, you know, make a play and get it. And, you know, the cornerback was kind of battling with him, you know, and, Oh yeah! Oh yeah! That, that was are, a. You know, these players are going after it. They're they're taking the they're taking this league seriously, and you know, with, and you know with the players and, and that's what they need to do like that. When your players are playing like that, you know that's just gonna all, all that's gonna want to do. All that's gonna do, can't talk right now. All that's gonna do is make the USFL <laughs> and make the people want more teams in the league. All right, because if these players well, care. I, go ahead. You know, I've I seen an article where, you know, fan the fan support is growing each week. You know, every team plays in Birmingham. And once they play in Birmingham, they go, you know, they go up. And they, you know, there's a lot of teams like, you know, other than Birmingham and New Orleans, New Orleans is about the closest to them, you know, yeah. to Birmingham. And the rest of them are not coming, you know. They said the crowd's phenomenal down there, you know, despite the, you know, the distance that people travel, uh, you know, which I just learned last week that they play in Birmingham. You know, everyone plays in Birmingham. I didn't know that they, you know, I thought they played, had their own little field that they rented out. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, that's a, you know, if you think about it, you know, there's a lot of hard hitting, you know, hard hits going on in the uh, USFL. I've seen some that you'll be like, "That's legal," yeah. Because I never, never seen, you know, some of the hits that I've seen so far would have been flags in college or the NFL. That's just, but you know. You take the the USFL, and I'm excited to see the uh, the USFL. I'm also excited to see the XFL. You know, next come next year coming up, if they yeah. can get their legal issues right, that's going to be another fun fun one to watch. Uh, another hard hitting, you know, smash mouth football. You know, and 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 the only downfall to the USFL, there's no special teams whatsoever. Bless these teams' heart. They can't kick a field goal. They, they couldn't kick a broadside of a barn if they wanted to. Yeah. And I, it might just because it's being a great state of Alabama that we can't kick a field goal, but, you know, there's some mojo going on for the special teams for sure. But, yeah. you know – and like I said, that, that's that's about all we could talk about the USFL. Uh, you know, it's a very, you know, you got eight teams in the in the each. You got four teams in each uh, region or conference, whatever you want to call it. Uh, that you know, one team that I thought was gonna that shocked me, I thought was gonna be decent, was the Pittsburgh Ballers, and they're zero and three in the Northern Conference. And um, but it's a uh, you know, we still got about another month and a half left of football, and I'm anxious to see if we make it. You know, because yeah. that I think it's the AAF 
uh, the American Alliance Football League. Mm-hmm. They played three or four games and shut it down. Yeah. But, but uh, you know, that's a – you know, moving on from sports, you know, they uh, – you know, that just gives me a better opportunity to grill out, you know. You know, football yeah. on TV. Um, especially with the cool mornings we've been having here recently, you know, that's a – yeah. That's a thing that, you know, that I really, you know, I wake up and I'm like, ooh, I need to throw something on the grill, you know. That's mm-hmm. a <laughs> kind of a fun thing to do, you know. Yeah. You know, get that barbecue sauce on the, on that chicken wing or pork chop or something, and you're yeah. talking about a good meal then. Yeah. But, One of these days you're going to have to let me try this world-famous barbecue sauce that you supposedly say you make, Wendell. You're going to have to let me try it. Look, I'm telling you, man, I wouldn't say world famous just yet, but if I, look, look, I'm telling you, you know, not knocking Sweet Baby Ray's or, you know, the Kraft barbecue sauce. I ain't knocking no other barbecue sauce out there, but I will say this. The, the barbecue sauce that I make, Combine with any seasoning you put on there, given you don't put a lot of salt. If you don't make it where it's salty, you yeah. could put, you know, cayenne seasoning. You could put any kind of spicy seasoning on that chicken or pork chop, whatever it is. You know, like some some barbecue sauces, they enhance the the spiciness of it, right? Mm-hmm. Enhance the seasoning of it. You know, so my mine tones it down a little bit. If if you have something like say I forgot what I think it was honey barbecue one one brand was mm-hmm. if you I put it on some uh, chicken and um, all we used was seasoned salt and salt well, a little bit of pepper I mean seasoned salt and a dash of paprika that honey barbecue made it taste like it we used cayenne or that Cajun style Creole seasoning you know yeah. But this one, it I don't know why. I don't know what ingredient in it that I put in it that makes it does it, but makes it do this, but mm-hmm. it, it takes away, you know, it neutralizes everything. And yeah, it, it when you bite into it, it's like you can taste the barbecue sauce. Yeah. And and then you get the hint of that seasoning that's in the that's seasoned on the meat, and you're like Okay, I, I can I can go with it, you know, mm-hmm. um, and that's a, you know, and I actually, believe it or not, um, I actually got the seasoning. I think I told you this before. I actually got the seasoning, or the the barbecue recipe. Actually, um, I half of it came from a homemade spaghetti sauce. And uh, yeah, believe it or not, a homemade spaghetti sauce. Really? Yeah, it, it, it's it was a it was one of those things where I was eating spaghetti one night. Uh, <laughs> Gabby cooked it, and I was like, you know what? This is good. I, I want to try something. So I want to say we planned to we just cooked that one evening, and I so I made some up for some. I forgot to get barbecue sauce. I was like, oh, perfect opportunity. So mm-hmm. I go out, 
you know, I start mixing this up. I said, let me add a dash of this and a dash of that. Yeah. And stupid me, I forgot to put the right down what I, you know, the ingredients. Mm-hmm. Well, I said, okay. So I kept going and kept, you know, making it. I said, okay, it tastes pretty good. Well, that was the day I almost burned my grill down. Oh, <laughs> I put too much, too much uh, charcoal in it. And, um, yeah, it, that's that's another story for a different day. But uh, I had to knock the rust off first time grilling in a long time. But mm-hmm. uh, so we got it, you know, I threw the pork uh, pork chops on the grill, and I had the nice little grill march going. Um, I actually got a picture I'll pull up here real quick. Uh, and it's a – it's one of those – uh, perfect grill, not like grill marks, you know. And yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. We're sitting, we're sitting there, and you know, I sm- I smothered it on there. And they, uh, you know, I bit into it, and I was like, "Hold up," because I always get the smallest piece, and I cut it a quarter it up, and I try, I taste test it, and uh, just a, you know, just a half. You know, so I let Gabby mm-hmm. try it. Well, she liked it. I said, okay. Well, I've made it so far, and then this last batch I made, I, I didn't realize I skipped out on an ingredient that Gabby mm-hmm. added to the spaghetti sauce. And so I said, well, I need to uh, – so she told me. So I added that. Oh, it's even 10, 10 times better now. And like it's one of those types thing, you know, one of those type of things that goes goes well with anything. You know, I've used it yes. for. Um, this might make gross gross some of the viewers out, but I put it on egg sandwiches. I've used it like dipping chicken tenders in it. I've squirted, you know, used it for anything, man. It's it's that good. Egg salad? Is that what you egg salad sandwich? Is that what you no, just egg, said? Eggs, egg, no, just an egg sandwich. Just scramble you some eggs, put it on a piece of white bread. Oh yeah. Don't don't knock it. I've never dry. I've never heard of anybody do anything like that before, Wendell. <laughs> I don't oh, know. I don't man. trust that. You got to tr- I don't trust that. Oh uh, you never heard of an egg sandwich. I've heard of an egg. I've heard of an egg sandwich. Just not putting barbecue sauce on an egg sandwich. That's weird. It's, That's weird. It's That's really good, weird. man. It's really good. It's really good. It, I'm, I'm telling you, you, you're gonna. You'll try it. You'll try it one day. Just, just try it. I, but you gotta have my barbecue sauce. But uh, you can take, you know, most people use mayonnaise. You put mayonnaise on it, on your bread. Some people, Gabby toasts hers and eats it like that. Yeah. I like it toasted, but, you know, I always take mine, put a piece of white bread on it, scramble some eggs, put a scrambled egg on it, sprinkle some shredded cheese with some mayo on each side of the bread. Then I squirt some barbecue sauce on it. Mwah! Perfection. I don't know. That's, I don't know. It's something about that that just it sounds off to me. 
I don't know. I'll take. I'll tell oh, you what. Man, I'll take it's... your word for it. All right. Just don't expect <laughs> me to try that. Don't expect me to have to try that specific combination. <laughs> but you know, I'm not gonna. I won't make you try it. Barbecue sauce on an egg sandwich. Oh, yeah. And look, I tell you this. I forgot what it was. Oh, I made like a, you know, those Subway wraps you can get. You know, we got some uh, tomato basil wrap. And uh, I put my ham, turkey, and cheese, and some uh, uh, banana peppers on it. And I squirted some of that ranch and uh, barbecue, my barbecue sauce. It just gives it a distinct flavor to it. I've come up with some combinations now. I could tell you are. Golly. <laughs> this ain't bad. I'm telling you. From, the way that you talk about it, it, it better ahead. not buy socks off. That's all I got to say. <laughs> it better not buy socks off. Oh, it definitely knock your socks off. It definitely uh, knock your socks off. That's for sure. Definitely. And I just wear Crocs half Definitely the time. I don't even I don't I, I don't even wear socks with it hardly, but it, <laughs> it better knock them off. Better knock them off. Oh, it does. It does. Well, here's now. the thing: could I you eat it with? You, it it will knock your socks off. Could you eat it with fish? Because I don't know too many people that eat uh like a like fried fish, like you know fried catfish. I don't know too many people that eat barbecue sauce. That can you eat? I it haven't. Can you eat? I haven't tried it with fried fish. I have not tried it with fried fish, but I I will. I I definitely will try it with fried fish. Um, I don't know, Wendell. But yeah, it's a. <laughs> <laughs> but it's one of those things that. So what's so? It's one of those things you you take a bite of. You make it out of tomato or spaghetti sauce. Like well, that's weird. Yeah, it's but just here's like, the thing: it's just like marinara and, and or I'm not something like that. Get, no, 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 no. Uh, uh. I can't give away the. I, mean, the I get it. A good chef never it. reveals the secrets or whatever. But I mean, you know. But I will say it is a ketchup-based barbecue sauce. Okay. Okay. It is a ketchup-based barbecue sauce. It, it's well. Now you're gonna have to do like a. Um, you, you take it. You're going to have to do make like a, you know, how like if you go to some of these places, they'll have like a, um, like a mustard based one, you know, like a gold one, you know, like what is it? Uh, yes. Carolina, Carolina gold. You need to make something like that. Yes. Even make like a white barbecue sauce too. That's what you need to do. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I think what was it? Your wet y'all's wedding that had the white barbecue sauce. I think it was rehearsal, rehearsal dinner. 
Yeah. I so I went somewhere. Now. I remember that. Yeah. Yes. Look, and that bread pudding, that bread pudding was on spot. Listen, this is what made that. For, well, for, I'm just going to, for one, the food for a rehearsal is absolutely awesome. Food for the actual ceremony was even <laughs> awesomer. All right. But oh, one yeah. thing that I found out that made that bread pudding so dang good, most of the time they use Hawaiian sweet rolls. That's what that ah. guy used. That's co. Cool. It's like you get all the sweetness from, you know, everything that you're, you know, but then you throw that, you know, that, you know, the Hawaiian sweet rolls already. I, I you, know, you just get me a packet, you know, like a pack of those rolls. I'd probably eat that whole daggum <laughs> pack. I love me some Hawaiian sweet rolls. Well, you know those, sli- you know those, um, those sliders I made that one time. I think it was for when we first moved in. I think it was for a baby shower that we had. Was that like the first? Was that like the the, the first one y'all had at, the, at at y'all's house? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, I remember those. Those were good. Those were good. Were those on Hawaiian sweet rolls? Those were made with the. Yes, yes. Those were good. Yeah, I want to. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure I heated some of those up and had those for supper that night too. Oh yeah, oh yeah, they're good. Whenever we were playing that, um, you know, we had a um, cheaters monopoly. (laughs) Yeah, cheaters monopoly. If you if you want to get if you want to get yeah if you want to get in a fight with your wife or something like that, play cheaters monopoly. Speaking of which, all right. Oh, that's yes. the way. To, that's play, the way play. to do it. We uh, we last weekend we went to the beach and uh, we played the Mobileopoly version. Yeah. And well, on Mobileopoly, you take and what you do. Well, I became like a Monopoly guru. Uh, you yeah, take no, you're and, very good at Monopoly. When, like, if you take and do the uh. That's what was like any kind of like income tax or penalties, like the fines you had to pay. You had to put it in the center of the board. Well, if you landed on the um, free park, like a if, excuse me, the free parking place, you get I forgot what it's called, but it's basically the free parking. You get yeah. the money that's in the center of the board. And last week we was playing, I got down to like four hundred dollars, and that was like maybe 12, 1300 in the center. Mm-hmm. And luckily I, I drew a, uh, I landed on a contingent card or something. And it said, take a trip to move it to any space on the board. You wanted to of your choice. So I moved over there. I collected all that money that I could do over there. There you go. And it, it was, yeah, you know, they, I, they uh, See, I'm, they actually I'm have a Bayonetopoly now too. I don't know if you know that or not. They sell, yeah, they I had a I they have a the Bayonet over here. They have a Sarelandopoly, uh, Waynesboroopoly. They have all kinds of they they done. Um, 
But yeah, that's that was a fun. I, I, I'll, tell you, very... I'll tell you what, I'll tell you one thing that, uh, about that cheaters monopoly thing. Yeah. And that's, uh, Danielle going the whole game, <laughs> playing it honest. All right. And then at the last minute, she, uh, she like stole something of mine, like my most valuable prop. What was it like? My most valuable property or something like that. And nobody yeah. called yeah. her. <laughs> okay. Well, that, that and, was the and, thing. Was she stole what? Was it? She stole like mid game or something. I think she stole it like, like mid game. Nobody knew it. Oh, well. And I was like, I, I didn't know. Yeah. It's like basically for anybody listening to this. Basically, the rules were like, it, or like part of the. It was kind of a gimmicky twist on Monopoly, but it was kind of fun at the same time. But like, basically, the rule was like you could steal somebody else's like card, and you could keep that property as long as nobody saw or as nobody realized it until uh, the next turn. Okay. Yeah. And and that's what she did. And um, <laughs> you know. Yeah, it was one of those things. Like when we first started playing it, like I, me, I, I it takes me a little while for me to realize, you know, what like what like mm. the goal or like what the goal of it was. Yeah. And uh. Well, me and Gabby played, was playing, and she, we got halfway through the game, you know, and she said, I've been cheating. I said, what you talking about? She's been, every time she passes go, she'll, instead of collecting 200, she'll collect four, six, eight hundred dollars. I'm like, how in the world? Because what it was, I think we ran <laughs> out of cash. And I was like, how? And she told me. I was like, whoo, <laughs> I said, I got you. I got That's you. That's smart. That's you know, smart. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> it's based off of, it's based off of whoever wanted, you know, whoever can catch you, really. And that's what makes it fun, you know. Yeah. You got a lot of people, you know, especially like, you know, like you said, Danielle, she didn't want to, you know, she stole it midway through the game. And, yeah. you know, two hours later, I think she said, well, I cheated. Yep, that's exactly that's exactly what happened. You know, she just it's always it's always the quiet ones. All right. She yep, she actually said a she always said a P. That she stole my property. <laughs> I'm like <laughs> Oh, that was so annoying. That was such a fun ride home. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. I bet. If if, if anybody listening to this podcast, it, it it is actually called Cheaters Monopoly. Where did you get it at? I actually got it 
from um where did I get it from? Target? It's actually it's actually called Cheaters Monopoly. It's actually what it's physically called. Maybe one night we need to get it and uh, get together and play it. <laughs> and we'll play it and we'll do a live stream of it. Yeah. Yeah. That game, though. And literally, it, it, anything is on the table. You, you could steal... Anything from anybody that you 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 could basically there's there's it's ba it's just monopoly but no rules essentially is what it is. Yep. Okay. And yep. That that's that's all it is. You know. That is all it is. And that's the thing, you know. You take it and. Um, you can go through the whole thing and not even cheat. And you go to at the end, you wonder what what's why you even got no money or why is the property's gone? Because yeah. you can steal property without people knowing it too. Yeah. Because you can be your own bank. You know, there's no yeah. designated bank. Um and I guess that's the you know the key the key to it. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what another fun game is, Wendell. No, and you know that's... it's called it's called Apples to Apples. Or no. Yeah, Apples to Apples. I've always wondered how No, I've always wanted to. I've heard it was good. Yeah, I'll have to play it. I'll have to play it one day. When it's time we get together or whatever. It's pretty it's pretty fun. It really is. They have like an adult version called like Cards Against Humanity or something like that, where it's much less oh, it like family-friendly. Um, it's like the same concept oh, yeah. of like you pick a card or like a theme and you put down a card. You have your hand, you, you, you like seven or eight uh, cards and whatever, you know, topic on, the, on one of your cards you think fits the theme the most, just put it down. It's really a bad description of the game, but it is what it is. That game, that that's a fun. Okay. Uh, you probably you really probably need more than four people, but yeah, uh, it's still a really fun game to play. I used to play it all the time whenever I was like, uh, middle school, like high school, yeah. kind of. Oh, is this your grill? Yeah, you see okay. that? Uh, yeah, that's the barbecue sauce. See the caramelization in it? How like oh this gosh. is after I the caramelization after I put? Yeah, like I just pulled it off the grill, and what was it? It was a pork loin that I, uh, that somebody at the grocery store had already cut, and it was a pre-cut one. So I got it, and I just grilled yeah. it like I would a pork chop. Basically, was all it was. So mm -hmm. I just, in order to have more, I just cut them in half and uh, dipped them in the barbecue sauce. And within minutes, they started caramelizing like that right there. And man, I'm telling uh -huh. you, leftovers, I could sit there. And me, I'm not a big fan of cold meat. 
like leftover, like yeah. cold meat that you grilled the day before. But with that barbecue sauce, yeah. I almost ate it cold that day. You just smelled good. Yeah, that's how you know stuff's good. If you could, but if you could eat it leftover, that, you know, it, it, you know, you've got something. You know, you've got something. You know. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, and that's the thing. You know, you got this, and you know, it, it's one of those things that you know I, I've just been testing with. And I, I want, I'm going to perfect it one day. You know, I'm going to get it to where. You know, I need got to look at the ingredients. I know exactly how much is put in. My thing now is I got it down to a science to for personal for our personal use, but I ain't got it down pat to where if I wanted to make it commercial, you know, grade, like bring it up to sell it to that like these fairs and stuff. I ain't got it, you know, that yeah, the recipe yeah, down pat. Yeah. I still have to you know, plug and play and stuff like that. But, you know, it's one of the barbecue sauces that you can try, like, if you try it, you know, and, and it's not going to be for everybody. It just depends on what your taste buds, you know, prefer. Yeah. Um. You know, yeah. I can't say that, but I will put my money on it, you know, that, that it's good. You know, it's not nothing. You know, if I turn it down, nine out of ten, you might need to turn it down as well because uh, – you know, I, I I like to eat. I know my foods real well, but you know, I'm one of those guys that if you know I, if it don't eat me first, then I'll eat it. So if I turn if I turn food down, this food's no good. The food's gonna be no good. So, uh, yeah. But yeah. you know, another thing I had, uh, I tell you what, I haven't had in a while. That's that corn dip that we make. You take that yeah. corn dip, man. That's mm. yeah. You take that. Uh, what's what's another thing we haven't had that we normally cook during football season? That's those. Uh, what was it? That coming. I thought it. I had I had it on my brain a second ago, but um, I, I want to try make some. Uh, like like those sliders with the King's Hawaiian rolls, the sweet rolls, you make like hamburgers out of them, but you take a hamburger meat, you go ahead and you yeah. know, put it in like a like a like a baking pan and then uh -huh. you, you slide it out and you put it on your King's Hawaiian rolls and then you cook them with your cheese, onions and stuff like that. Yeah. Mm, just sounds good talking about it. Yeah. But you know, that's one of those, you know, things that been you know, we got to do a, a live cooking show. You know, got me started talking about cooking now. Uh, yeah. Let's see. What is another? You know, what? What? That's another one that we. Uh, that I. Oh, I know what I was going to tell you. The. Uh, I seen this uh, TikTok video of a guy drinking this moonshine, yeah. and it's a. It was a cream. Uh, it's almost looked like a thick, cream looking type moonshine and uh apparently he, he mixed it with coffee and it tasted like a banana pudding so huh. i'm gonna try it now i've had banana pudding moonshine before like um down down at owa you know um they have that uh murder creek distillery or whatever it is you know 
They have a banana pudding moonshine yeah. in there. It's pretty darn good. It tastes just like banana pudding. Just like it. You can't go wrong as long as it's, you know. Ooh. And you get that. Um, there was something else. But uh, I tried it up there in the mountains. It was a stock of strawberry cream, mm-hmm. uh, strawberries and cream, and nah, not my cup of tea. Not my cup of tea. There might be difference with banana pudding, but I don't know. Yeah, you know, just I, just had, I just don't uh, think milk and or milk. Yeah, I you know I just had uh, yesterday that we we're down at the wharf had a big car show. And they had some kind of there's like um there's a I can't remember what the name of that distillery is. Kenny's maybe? Kenny's something, I don't know. Um and they had something called like Hillbilly Sunshine or something like that. I don't know. But it had some kind of strawberry stuff in it. And uh it, ha- it was like I got it that you can get it like frozen or, you know, just iced or whatever. I got it frozen, you know, because it was really hot, really hot. Um, and, but yeah, it, it wasn't good either. I'm not sure that strawberry, you know, is all that good. You know, it's nothing like a pickle move. Yeah. It's, like that. I, like I that. just, when I took his. Oh, no, I don't know how ugh. that pickle moonshine. Ugh. I like pickles and I'll drink the pickle juice, but pickle moonshine is not my cup of tea. I just no pickle moonshine is where it's at, Wendell. It just <laughs> hey, 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 just, listen, listen, uh-uh. listen. We went there, uh, I went there not, or oh, it's probably a month ago, maybe month and a half ago, maybe something like that. Um, with my brother-in-law and they had a new, it was like, a. what was it? And I think he said they called it like hot shot or something like that. There was like peppers in there. You talk about good. They mixed it with that. Uh, they, um, it was good. It, shoot, chat. Well, I'm not even a big pepper guy. That stuff was good. They at if you ever um at at that Murder Creek um that's where we were. That's where it was at. I should have clarified. Um, you can pay a dollar, and you can uh try all the different flavors and stuff. Well, um, you know they'll let you try the pickle. And then they'll mix it with tomato juice and make a Bloody Mary. Well, they'll hmm. the, um they uh this time they made the Bloody Mary with the pickle and the hot shot. You talk about good, Wendell. It's pretty darn I, look, good. Jason, I've I've I had to take your word for it because I I tell you what. I've, I forgot, it was in, at the wharf one time we went and it was doing like a ball drop or something for like the yeah. summer starting or the end of summer, something yeah. like that. I can't remember, but 
we went down there and we went to this pepper palace. I said, okay, I'll try some peppers here and you know, hot sauce mainly. Well, they had this hot sauce challenge. You get it, you get to pick like two, three jars for free. And I uh, paid my 20 bucks to get in it and uh, tried up, tried this one. It wasn't that hot. Tried the next one, wasn't that hot. The third one, it was something habanero sweet and spice something like that i tried it was more sweet than anything the last one the last one mason i'm telling you the last one it changed me it, it hurt me i took a dab of it i should have never done it after it burnt my nose my nose when i smelt it but i was sitting there and i was like took a swift of it i and what it did it gave you a little wooden spoon so I stuck it in my, you know, dug it in there and put it in my mouth. If yeah. it hit me, I was like, okay, okay, it's all good. I'm all good. It's all, I, I can do this. Well, yeah. when it all, all of a sudden it just, I mean, from the time I put the little spoon back in the cup, it, it hit me full force. <laughs> and there was nothing I could do. I drank water, Sprite. Yep. Got a chocolate milk, chugged it. Couldn't even finish, you know, couldn't even take the bur- I was in tears, yeah. nose running. I was hurting. You know what cured it, though? What? Pure cane sugar. Was it like? Pure cane sugar. Uh, straight was it like up, ghost pepper? It, I mean. Or was it like that? What's that? The Carolina no, uh, Reaper? I think it had a. It had a It had a multiple, it had multiple uh, uh-huh. peppers in it. And I think it had, all I've seen was ghost pepper, Carolina Reaper, and some other world's hottest pepper. It it was hot. It, we, it was, we went to, um, it was hot. Not that too was, long ago, they had like a, um, a, like a county employee, uh, like, family day thing in Stockton and um uh, I went with Danielle okay and um there was a guy in her department that's like you know they had they had made like a regular there's a chili cook-off okay let me start this up saying there's a chili cook-off there each department made a chili okay and um so we uh they they're in they have made their one chili, but there's also a most hot uh chili. And they Ooh. um mm. and uh one of the guys in her department was like, Let I'm just gonna try to win this one. And he got some kind of uh like Carolina Reaper stuff or I don't I, I don't quite know what it was. And but it just loaded it loaded this chili. He took the the regular chili just loaded it up if I remember <laughs> right. And it's oh a, my goodness. Ugh. It was absolutely freezing that day. Okay. It was cold. I ate some of the, I, I tried a little bit. Um not, not a lot, just a little bit. All right. It, that stuff was so <laughs> hot. I forgot how cold it was. All right. You could, I, I watched some people, I tried it. 
I, I was missing action for like a solid 10, 15 minutes. It, that stuff was hot. All right, I was I I was standing there watching people trying it. There were some people taking some big spoonfuls of that stuff, and I, every time they did, every time I saw them do it, I just said a quick little prayer, you know, and you know, <laughs> I felt bad for them. my soul hurt for these people that were trying. There were some big old spoonfuls these people were trying, Wendell. That was a hot. Okay, that that stuff. It didn't oh, even. Look. It didn't even have a. It didn't even have a taste. That's how hot it was because you just tried it and it's just straight heat. All right. It's just straight spiciness and yeah. it just grows for like a straight minute. Ugh. Mm. Ugh. Well, that's I got like chills the, just thinking uh, about that stuff. I'm going to, you know, I got to get up and get some more beef jerky. Um, that's a guy up in I think Pennsylvania that makes it. It's called Angry Vikings Beef Jerky, and uh, he sent me some sample packs a while back. Well, I ordered some sample packs, and you know he had the original, the teriyaki, and I liked them. They had a sweet and spicy that I liked, and an Asian sweet chili, something like that I liked. They had one that said ghost pepper, it had ghost pepper in it. It's called Berserker. It hurts my tongue just saying it. I took it. I took a bite of it. Not, not, it's not saying. I mean, I took a little knife, took a knife, and just sawed the tip of it off of the beef, the little beef jerky that they had sliced, uh-huh. and I put it in my mouth. So that ain't bad. It's good. It's so I'd eat the whole thing, dude. I think the piece I ate didn't have no pepper in it because when I ate the whole thing. My tongue felt like it was swelling. Like I felt like there was like blisters yeah. forming on my tongue because it was so like, like I couldn't even talk. I was talking like this right here because the tongue felt like it was swelling. And yeah. I was mixing yeah. tea. Oh, I took tea, couldn't stop it. Water, milk. I mixed tea and milk. I was trying to get it to stop and it would hurt me. And it, it about 30, 40 minutes, it finally eased off and I didn't taste nothing for three weeks. Nothing tasted right for three weeks. I believe it. And, you know, that's the, you know, we, uh, you know, we're, we've been live for a little over an hour now. Um, and we're going to conclude with this podcast. We'll be back on next Sunday. Uh, unless something changes, we will advertise it. If we change it, uh, this is another Dadgum Podcast. I'm your host, Wendell Hare, and this is your co-host, Mason Battle. And we enjoyed, we, we appreciate every listener that we have. Uh, we're trying this new platform out where, you know, we get these videos, you know, doing a live, you know, broadcast, and you get to see, you know, us talking, and, you know, you yeah. get to get a picture, you know, of, you know, get a sort of how excited it is, you know, how we get talk, you know, enjoying talking sports and stuff. Uh, you know, we appreciate each and every follower we have. Um, is there anything you'd like to add there, Mason? You know, uh, I say it every podcast, but, you know, or at the end of every podcast, but it, it's true. You know, we do, we do appreciate everybody that takes time to listen to, you know, 
two dudes just talk, you know, about stuff we'd like to talk about, you know, and, you know, half the time it's just us rambling, but, you know, anybody, especially me, I just ramble all day long about, you know, <laughs> God knows what, but, you know, we do appreciate everybody that even takes time. Just listen to even, even half the podcast, you know, that means a lot to us. So we do appreciate everybody. Uh, that oh yeah, that's, you know, that, that, that's the main, you know, that's the main goal. Yeah. You know, you can, you can, our podcast, you can, you can skip fast forward any section of it, you know? Yeah. And it, it's, it's, you know, it's just an all in one podcast that, you know, yeah. we get to do that. We get to, you know, like you said, two, two friends getting to, you know, ramble about, you know, the, our yeah. hobby, like football, you know, sports, other sports, stuff like that, food, you know, um, yeah. you know, talk about the world's famous barbecues, you call it. <laughs> uh, yeah. But, you know, it, it's one of those things that, you know, we enjoy. So, you know, any uh, you feedback know these podcast, anything like that, we really we're not, we're not pros by any means, you know, but the, you know, this is just me and Wendell, these conversations that we have on this podcast, these are like the exact same conversations we have when like we're hanging out together, you know? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And that, you know, you know, you know, one, like I said, we'll get a, you know, we'll get, we'll get together one night and do, you know, show them what we really, how we really are. You know, you don't have to, you know, you don't have to pick a topic, you know, yeah. Everybody who had got four or five different podcasts, you know, you got your sports podcast, your your criminal uh podcast, you know, your murder yeah. mysteries is what I was looking for. You, you know, you got your cooking podcast and you know, and I was thinking, you know, why why have why do you have to flip between, you know, five or six yeah. different podcasts, you know, tune yeah. in five, six different days. For you pod when you can tune in once a week, or you know, we put try to put one out, you know, you know, we respect family time. We try to do like Easter holidays, we we don't do a podcast. Uh, you know, I guess we could work around it, I guess, but you know, we can start, you know, we put podcasts out, we try our best to put them out weekly. So you can listen to it, you know, once a week. Um, you know, and that's the and that's the thing, you know, it's it's, it's all the fun about it.